What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Couple of Nerds podcast. This is episode three, four, I think four. Four. We're joined through the power of the internet by the broski Kyle Rob. Hello, everybody. No, no Nick this time. Um, so we might be changing our intro around, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> All righty. Um, so what are we playing this weekend, Kyle? Uh, I've been playing Apex. Like, oh my god, <laughs> so much Apex. Yeah, just dropped. Revenant, you got Revenant. Anything. Yeah, oh my he's, god. he's pretty dope. I, I'm quite intrigued with him. <laughs> Are you excited about King's Canyon coming back? I am. I haven't played it in a long time. Missed it in the the special they had a couple weeks ago. I wonder so. if King's Canyon is going to come back with like the same map style or if they're going to have changes to that one too. It'd be dope if they did like a, a Revenant change like they did with where they're at right now so i would be happy with that but i'd also love to have night mode be a real thing oh too. my god having a night mode would be so cool on king's canyon especially yeah. like official yeah be like instead of just like a couple day thing be like oh nope this is officially what it's gonna uh, be like be so much can, fun. or you could choose either or yes like the be like three maps essentially like king's canyon day king canyon night and then what what is the current one? I, that's why I kept saying the current map because I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Edge of the World or some shit. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see King's Canyon return. But I also hope that I wish they would make it to where you could just choose where you wanted to play. I know because I feel like I mean there's so many people playing Apex right now. I don't think it'd be an issue. And you could probably jump into games even faster if oh. you had more than one map, you know? Can you imagine, especially with like how quick games jump in now already for Apex? Like, yeah, that would be insane. Yeah. I wonder if they'll introduce any like new modes either, too. Like we've been talking like duos and like uh, solo, I guess, would also be interesting to have. Yeah. Just, like ones, because like there are times when you're just playing by yourself and it's like, this is dope, but I got two randos now. Yeah, yeah, I would, uh, I would a hundred percent want a duos because that would be dope. But I would, I would, I would think a solo for Apex would be real cool too, just because it's like some of the other brands that are doing battle royale stuff do those. Yeah, that would be so awesome. And it's like it would give Apex even more of a progression to make the like be better than those. I always wondered why Apex came out with three. Like, do you think it's like a balancing thing? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, because that was always kind of a weird thing from like the get go. Like three is kind of nice in the aspect where it's like because four just makes it difficult because then you run the running with three randos instead of just two. (laughs) But I feel like majority of time you're playing with at least one friend. So it makes it better to have one versus, you know, having one friend and then two randos. That's a good point. Yeah. Kind of like make it a little more even. Yeah. But I also feel like too, that if they were to um, make it four, then they would either have less, they'd have to make smaller maps because then they would have to have less squads per map. Yeah. Or they would have to make bigger maps with more squads per map. Hmm. Yeah. The three, Very I feel like point. makes the perfect size because you can make, I mean, the maps they have right now are pretty big, Yeah. but you don't have to go to the extent that you have to make even bigger maps or, I mean, we get 60 total people per game right now. Yeah, that's a gets true. Yeah, is that twenty squads then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So huh. I mean, that's that's pretty good, I think. Because if yeah. you did any bigger, that you would roughly have to go to maybe eighty. And then you have to increase your map size. Yeah, because or you're gonna have a ton of people dying in the first. <laughs> Can you imagine like Mirage drop? Voyage with fucking eighty squad or eighty people? Well, and then you're also doing squads of four too. So yeah. Which definitely makes it worse, especially when you're playing with randos. I do like one of the greatest things of Apex is how quickly you jump into a game. Like, yeah, going from and honestly, PUBG that's, or anything. That's one of the biggest reasons why I don't think I like to play PUBG. It's just because yeah. that turnover is just awful. It's so bad, and it used to not be that bad. 
And like, I always wonder the worst thing in the world to be of waiting like yeah. so long in between each match to well, especially like because PUBG is so like technical and tactical and like you yeah. spend so much time getting your your kit and then it's like 30 minutes go by and you're down to the last 10 people mm. and you get popped in the head by someone who's either like cheating or sees you through a tree or like their textures didn't load or they just <laughs> popped you from the side. And then you're like, well, fuck, now I got to wait five, exactly. 10 minutes to get into another game and then another half hour to get back to the point where I was. Whereas in Apex, you do that. You could have played two or right. three matches, depending exactly. on how, how good or how good you your drop was. Like if exactly, you, even if you go through and played an entire round of Apex, you could at yeah. least and you like your champion and everything. You probably could make it through two games before you got done with one game in PUBG and then started another one. One hundred percent. That's awesome. I love Apex but, so much. Want to go play Apex? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, so, I'm addicted. Like it's so much fun, isn't it? It's just so much fun. And like, right. obviously, it's better when you have people, and when, yeah. especially when you have like a squad of three, and you can actually roll deep. But yeah, that fucking game is just like awesome. It's so what? addicting, and it just catches you. Like all of a sudden, you're like, "Well, fuck, I want to go play Apex again." Yeah, I mean, and I've never been one to be like, "Oh, I want to play a battle royale game by myself." Yeah. Right? catching myself playing that game more and more <laughs> by myself because i'm like oh i just want to play apex but it's like oh everyone else is busy so right <laughs> uh, i'm just gonna go play by myself and have fun like and i've had fun like, i mean just like today like with uh like right before this podcast you were like oh yeah no i'm playing apex and i was like it was a half hour early and i was like all right well i'm i think if i can just go play some apex with kyle before <laughs> the podcast started and i ended up having to take a poop so that didn't happen but um yeah, I mean, the only thing I do hate about doing the soloed stuff is, or the, like, by yourself, like, not jumping in with the squad, is that you never know, like, team members-wise. Yeah. Because I started a game, and we actually ended up as a duo. Oh, and shit. then, as soon as we got ready to drop, he dropped, like, from the game. So then it turned oh. into a solo from me. That shit. <laughs> And because he was drop master too, but he didn't let go. He didn't relinquish <laughs> it until he like. I'm pretty sure he lagged out and got booted from the game. Oh shit! And then, um, then so you're literally just, just sitting in the plane, like unable to do anything all the way to the end. And I was like one of the last people to drop. And then oh, it was like shit. everyone else had already dropped to the ground. And then that's when I got pissed off because I had made it to like right the top five, and then my game lagged out and freaking crashed and. Oh. It did at least give me the XP from that. Yeah. So I at least got that in a top five finish, but I was still upset because I was like, I felt like I could have done <laughs> better because I had a right. loadout. Like, dude, that fucking sucks. I Honestly, so there seems bad. to be a weird issue with like this new season. I don't know if it's like a patch or whatever it is, but I was dropping yesterday, and then now like you're continuing to lag out in games like what the fuck what i have checked like everything on my computer like everything's yeah. updated like i can't do anything else and it's like i have good internet connection so it's like i literally have zero reason to be dropping this much right is the game like freezing and crashing or is it no like, it, server like, it literally just was everything was fine and then i like literally clicked on a button and you know like that windows sound yeah it went and then like literally just kicked me and i was like what the hell Oh, and I was like literally in like the middle of like trying to be strategic where I was at. That's weird. And then it was just like, and it kicked me, and I was like, oh, and I was so upset. <laughs> well, yeah, that definitely. It reminds me of when I was playing PUBG on Xbox, and it would crash every time I goddamn car <laughs> ran by. Yeah. Fuck that. Well, dope. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> what are you thinking of the new map changes and new sniper, and then Revenant? Since you're the only one that has Revenant. Um. I like the new map changes. I think it, it's cool that they, they're going to do that, but I feel like they also have to because of what uh, Fortnite's been doing. I was just about to say, yeah. So Fortnite is kind of forcing, I believe, Apex's hand on that front, but Apex is also doing a good job with it. They're not doing yeah. it as often as Fortnite seems to have been doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's cool because it gives you a, a newer perspective. I just wish in some areas they would have done more. Because yeah. it seems like they only mess with certain areas of the map a lot. Like we were, like we were talking then, about, like Mirage Voyage is still there, and it feels out of place. Well, that and it's like, well, the whole um, 
like the center of the area and stuff like that one area is covered in lava and has mm-hmm. like cool destroy buildings yeah but then the rest of the map is pretty much the same and fine it's like i wish oh. more would have been done to change it up just a little bit you know i agree with that because the map is starting to feel almost like cluttered in a weird way like we have yeah. the ice changes on the one side where the frozen area is at yeah and you have the mirage voyage and then you have the new stuff and yeah. it does feel like certain sections of the map are getting love, but not yeah. everything. Exactly. And yeah. I don't know if that's just because they are coming out with the coming back with King's Canyon. Oh, so they're putting some effort in there, too. So I'm hoping that means changes are coming there, too, because, I mean, that would if it's going to be the original King's Canyon map, it's like that map is literally over a year old. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be interesting, like lore and story wise, too, because the whole reason we left King's Canyon and went to the new map is like the wildlife started coming in and like destroying shit or whatever. So it'll be interesting to see, like, I I hope that they make changes because I feel like lore story wise, like the animals have like destroyed shit and have to make up for like a new map style or whatever. Exactly. It'll be be interesting to see what happens there. No, I'm I'm definitely excited. Um, And Revenant, I, I'm actually liking him a lot. He's, he's dope. He, uh, I really do like his totem. Like that is yeah. probably one of the coolest things is it's you can just drop it down before you know you're getting into a firefight and pretty much have no consequences. I mean, you come oh. back with all your shields, but no health, but that's fine because it's like you can just easily pop your health back up. Yes. The, honestly, the death totem thing is so awesome. Do you come back? You come back with full shields, right? You said full shields, but you come back with like a hit point of health. Okay. So you have to just redo your health, but that's fine. Honestly, that's awesome. Because it, it, I feel like it just adds such a tactical thing. Like um, with Wraith, that was one of my favorite things is having her portal ability. You could drop the portal, rush a building, and then drop it and have your whole team flood in and like take out whatever you're getting ready to push. Yeah. But I feel like with Revenant now, you have the death totem and you can just literally pop it. Everyone hit up the death totem and then fucking charge the building with like no bar of what like no worry about dying at all because you're just like all right fuck it let's go like if i get killed no big deal i'm popping back to this totem yeah and then his like secondary action where he fires a little ball at people it's like it locks them down for 10 seconds so it's like you have people like wraiths and like uh wraiths and stuff it's like you don't have to worry about them jumping away right it's the same thing with like watson's electrical field is like yeah. it, it like blurs your vision a little bit too, and it kind of freaks the person out because they take yeah. some damage. And I think it's just enough to get that like tactical advantage over them. Yeah, where it's like, oh, if I get them to blur just enough, I can pop a few shots on them. Exactly. Pop and those like two shots can be the difference. Exactly. God, I love Apex. It's it's fun. It's like <laughs> I, I mean, I used to play it like when it first came out, and it was fun. But it's like now I feel like playing it. It's more fun than it was. Yeah, and I, I wonder what changed. It's a weird explanation. I don't understand why, yeah. but it's like it has become a more fun game for sure. And I don't know how. I, I, I don't know if it's the different map, if I didn't enjoy King's Canyon as much as I thought I did or like what it was. But yeah, or maybe I've, it's New Legends because I love Watson now. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's like, I mean, I still play with the old ones, so it's not like it's. A, I was going to say, I play Lifeline, I guess, still. Yeah, and I like Bloodhound, 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 Wraith. Yeah, Gibraltar. Like, I like all the other ones still. It's just, but it just seems more fun. I don't understand how to explain (laughs) it any better. Good job, Respawn. Maybe it's my love of Respawn and Star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) Dope. Um, Xbox Elite Controller 2. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Best controller (laughs) I've ever had. Yeah? It's so good. Like, I love the, the grip style on the bottom. Because it's like when your palms are all sweaty and stuff from gaming out a long time, it's like you don't feel it at all. Like it just that controller is just snug in your hand. That is awesome. Uh, It's on sale for like 150 right now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty close. I think it's like 160 on Amazon. Okay, so like 159 ish. Yeah. Um, the hair triggers on the back are amazing. Like when you put them all the way down to hair trigger mode, it's like you barely touch it and it pops stuff off so it's really nice for those fps games if you don't want to do mouse and keyboard um like i said i've i've noticed a little bit of a lag just like slight but sometimes in those games a slight lag is all it needs to take to kill (laughs) you 
Honestly, uh, I've had a similar issue, but mine's been more of like it's just not registering right away. Like it'll take a second to register and then it gotcha. like continues to register after I stop pushing it. Mm-hmm. But that's like I don't know what generation controller I have. But it's <laughs> a couple years old at least. Yeah. Um so I have mine hardwired in to my with a USB C controller. It's so weird that you're still getting that issue. Yeah, so I don't know if it's just because of where because I have it plugged into my headset um usb so i don't know if it's that reason huh or what truly the reason is but i it's not every game that i've noticed it so i'm not sure if there's other reasons behind it but definitely there has been some games where it's like oh there's a little lag yeah i would be interested to play like sea of thieves or something where it's not like yeah as quick or as fast paced as apex and see if you're getting like the same kind of lag mm-hmm. or if it's minuscule enough that it is like purely I mean, because uh, I've been playing so um, Witcher when I haven't been playing Apex, and I haven't okay. noticed it at all. Is the Witcher on your Xbox or PC? No, it's PC. Oh, really? Yeah. So sure. I don't know if it's just the Apex is lagging out a little bit when I'm playing with controller, mm-hmm. or if it's just been those few specific games where I've actually noticed it. That is weird. So I don't know, but I still enjoy playing Apex with the controller. Like, it's not a bad experience. It's sure. good, and it you know, it simplifies the game down a little bit more than playing on mouse and keyboard, but you right. kind of get that little bit more tactile advantage with the mouse and keyboard. Huh? I wonder, like, I would love to see if you had like Witcher or whatever for Xbox and then you were able to play with c- controller on Xbox. Yeah. If you noticed like, or I guess Apex would be the big one. If you noticed any difference on the Apex console versus Apex PC to see mm-hmm. if it's like your PC or your console or. Well, I know I have tried it before. Okay. Before I noticed this, and just Apex on Xbox now just seems like it plays so much slower. <laughs> it does, though. Anything, honestly, any like first person or action game on console is so much slower now. Like, and it doesn't seem like it should be, but it, it just feels like I'm playing in slow motion. Yeah, I think it's, to be honest with you, I, I don't know what frames uh, Apex runs at, but I yeah. know like a lot, large part for me is like a 30 frame thing. Like, mm-hmm. It still looks beautiful because it's 30 frames and your eyeballs can't perceive that or whatever. But the double yeah. the double sample rate at 60 or whatever frame rate you're getting on PC is just like it's just awesome. And it yeah, feels like it just moves so much faster. Normally with me on my my PC, I'm usually getting anywhere from 95 to like 110. That's awesome. Just back yeah. and forth there for Apex for me. So. Yeah, definitely. Everything seems to move a lot faster. I wonder. I wonder if it's frame rate. Like, I wonder if even at like even if your console is pushing sixty because you're yeah. getting close to hundred. Like, what the? I wonder. What, wonder if that contributes to it at all. Maybe I don't know. It's just crazy. Hmm. Uh, th- Sony waiting to price PS Five on what Xbox or Microsoft prices their new Xbox. I did see an article talking about this the other day. Yeah, I was very intrigued. Yeah, um, it's just kind of surprising. Like, are they willing to take a price cut just to underprice the Xbox? Like, right. like that's kind of the thing that I don't really understand. Or are they like wanting to make sure that Microsoft doesn't do that to them? Honestly, or is it, Sony it, just so sure that they're going to outsell the Xbox that the PS5 will win no matter what? I feel like it, they're in a weird situation because they've done so good with their uh, with their PS4 that it's, yeah. it's this weird thing of like, I think they're nervous. I think they're nervous that they can't lose this generation. Well, and the so, best way by doing that is getting good press. I, I, feel saw, like, I saw a thing. I don't know how realistic this article was, but I saw yeah. a thing that said, um, like our generation area right now, that millennials are more into the PS PS game Okay. Whereas Gen Z people are more into Xbox. Weird. More into the Microsoft side of stuff. So the younger generation is Xbox. Yes. And us older generation who all grew up on, you know, PlayStation. Because, I mean, our generation, we grew up on PlayStation. You know, there wasn't an Xbox. Yeah. Like, there wasn't an Xbox back then when we started playing games. You had Nintendo and PlayStation, really. Hmm. Um. But now it's like all these generational kids, Gen Z kids, I guess they call them. Um, it's like, well, you also have like 
they have been growing up on this PS Xbox debacle. And for whatever reason, it seems like they're all leaning more towards the Xbox. I wonder why that is. I wonder why Xbox is winning over Gen Z. Is it? I'm not sure. Like, is is PlayStation like the home for exclusives and single player stuff? And Gen Z's just are not about that life? Maybe. I mean, they, I mean, look at it. All the kids nowadays pretty much want to play Fortnite. Right. And like, how much are Xbox One S's now? Like $199 if you get the digital one? Yeah, I mean they're pretty cheap. So you get the digital Xbox for two hundred bucks. That's a pretty plus, easy Christmas gift for a mom and dad. Plus, no matter what, I mean, no offense to PlayStation, but Xbox is, has always had a better controller. Yeah, well, better controller and better network. I feel like, like yeah. I feel like Xbox Live is just way more friendly to users. Yeah, like PlayStation is definitely not a. Like, it's not a bad network by any means, but it's definitely no. not as easy or intuitive as Xbox Live. Like, they've the cloud been... saving and everything else that Xbox has implemented, like, they've just, they're killing it. Sony has been doing good job of exclusives. Yeah, very much so. And, um, I mean, they've had pretty good hardware, too. Uh, but the issue is that Microsoft just has it be on their Game Pass. Yeah. Honestly, and I, well, I wonder if that has a big thing with it now, too. It might, because Game Pass is just yeah. amazing for the value. Like, well, And I mean, what's easier than for parents to be like, oh, yeah, here's $10 a month. Like, you get every video game that you want to play with your friends or whatever. Yeah. And then Apex and Fortnite and stuff being free to play. Like, Well, and it's all, and pretty much, you know, those are the massive games that kids are wanting to play nowadays. Yeah, very much so. And it's like, and with Game Pass constantly uploading new games, like they yeah. just uploaded what new Final Fantasy. I know, which I actually and, was about to pick up. <laughs> and um, the new Wolfenstein. Um, huh. Young Blood. Blood. Young Blood, yeah. Like both of those, and they both came to PC. Like, which is honestly exciting to hear as a PC person, because like, yeah. If Game Pass PC continues to nail it like console PC or Game Pass, like that'd be awesome. Exactly. But but I, I wonder I wonder then what price point Microsoft and Sony are going to be trying to hit. Because like know. the more and more I hear about Xbox, the more I'm thinking the new one's going to be five ninety nine because it does That's not. That's what I keep thinking. But then yeah. I'm also like, okay, so if the new Xbox is going to be five ninety nine, does that mean Sony's going to try to come or yeah, Sony's going to try to come in at five fifty? <laughs> I think honestly, I feel like Sony's going to come at four ninety nine, and then Xbox is going to be a hundred dollar price difference for I the do, same, I, roughly the same stuff. I mean, but yeah. I've seen articles go both ways where it's like some of the dev kit people are like, "Well, Microsoft's better." Well, Sony's better. It's like <laughs> no one's given a straightforward answer, and yeah. I mean, we still ultimately to this day don't really know the true specs of both consoles i know and i want one so bad only just so i can price out my build for my pc better <laughs> yeah um, but i i think that's honestly why sony is waiting for xbox because they're trying to get the better press and being like hey xbox because i honestly i think sony is in a position where they'll do anything to fucking beat xbox this next gen because yeah. microsoft doesn't need xbox to make money to be a successful company they've got windows and pc and everything else yeah and Sony kind of has like they used to be, I feel like they used to be really good with TVs, and I feel like they've kind of come down in that area. I mean, um, I still think they're, probably, they're still top three, just because yeah. of the, like you said, LG and Samsung are definitely numero uno and dos. Right. Um, but, I mean, there's some other TVs out there now that are starting to make a push for them, like Vizios. Uh, yeah, and Vizios I, I are feel like... pretty cheap, and they're also competing directly with Samsung. Like, yeah. Some of the I, quality that they're getting, it's amazing. I feel like Sony is kind of just sitting there going like, hey, we actually need our PlayStation to make money to because we need this as a business. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like they are willing to take a hundred dollar hit to be the better console or to be the cheaper console. Like yeah. even if they're taking a hundred bucks on the nose every time someone buys one, I think it's worth it to them with their exclusives that are coming out of selling multiple copies or multiple hundreds of millions of whatever copies. Yeah, like with Spider-Man and God of War and Last of Us 2. I feel like that just by itself is probably Sony being like, hey, we're cool taking a $100 hit on our console, but 
we're going to make it up in sales for our exclusives because now we've got this huge ecosystem of people because we were the cheaper console. So I guess the next question is, is if they end up doing take price cuts, do you think with this next console of gaming, do you think they're going to increase the prices on games? Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. We haven't had, we haven't had one of those in a while. Was it beginning the 360 gen that we had the... It went from 50 to 60, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, I honestly would not be surprised. I, I don't think that they could go for, I think 69.99 for a brand new game would probably be the new price if they did. Yeah. But I would not be surprised to see that happen, especially with how beautiful games are nowadays. Like even indie fucking games are beautiful and gorgeous graphics. True. And it's like, like I am, I can't wait to play like Ori in the new, the new Ori game. Like, yeah. Cause I, I mean, love honestly, just watching and the trailers, one, I need to go back and walk, play the first one again because I didn't yeah, like it originally. Was, the first one was so good; like, just everything about it was just amazing, and I loved, I loved that game so much. Like, I went hardcore and just beat the crap out of it, but it was so much fun, <laughs> and it was so beautiful too. Like, it yeah. had a good story, and it was like a beautiful looking game. Hell yeah! Huh? It's gonna be so. it's gonna be really interesting. Come E three, when do you think uh, PlayStation is gonna announce? By the way. I don't know. I feel like they're they might try to pre E three, but then also part of just to get the jump on everybody. But then the other side of me too is like, I feel like they want to see what Xbox puts out there, and then them be like, oh well, ours is better. Yeah, because I've been hearing rumors that February, like sometime in Feb, is going to be a rumor or uh, announcement of the new Xbox. So I don't know. I would like to see it before E three, but I have a feeling that Sony is going to do a prep like. Cause I, I mean, you know, they're going to drop at the same time. Yeah, hundred percent. Sony's not going to be that stupid to drop after the Xbox. Yeah, well, and Sony's not even at E3 this year, so they're going to exactly. be probably doing their stupid conferences again. So my thought is, because when's E3? June. I think June ish. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they even took it off like another month, like in July or maybe even August. Uh. Kind of like let Xbox do their thing for a little while and then steal the show again. Yeah, and then be like August. Well, because then, I mean, think about it. If you Xbox announces their new Xbox in June, they're probably not going to release it until November, December. Sure. Holiday season, definitely. So you got five, six months of waiting. Well, if Sony comes out and says, hey, we're going to do our press conference in August and it's going to be available in November, like it's going to be more fresh on people's minds and very true. people are going to be like, Oh shit. Like this, I don't have to wait as long, even though they're technically getting at the same time. <laughs> it's just that Microsoft announced it six months or a couple months prior to Sony. And then, yeah, you know, Sony's coming in and being like, Oh, well this is all of our shit. And then people are going to be like, Oh, Sony. Like, <laughs> well, and then I wonder too, like if they're going to do any of the changes like they did with PS4, like, cause when Xbox one announced, there was that whole like digital thing. And like, we're not going to use discs and this is how you're going to uh, be able to play games. And then Sony yeah. was like, this is how you do it on PlayStation. And then they, yeah. they did the whole, that whole thing. Well, like, that's I another thing too. I feel like, I feel like Sony is playing it also as they, they want to outmarket Microsoft, obviously a hundred percent. So the only way to do that is to see like, oh, hey, let's see what they mic- how they market their yep. stuff. And then we'll just come in behind them and be like, hey, ours is better. Like Exactly. And I think that's exactly why Sony is going to be waiting for Xbox to do it first. Yeah. I, th- I think legitimately, like with the PS4, I believe they, they the console was the same as um, the Xbox. Like it was all digital. They weren't able to do that. And then yeah. on the, the floor, the floor, they were like, hey. Now this is how you trade games and they just pass the disc back and forth. And then behind the scenes, the engineers are like, fuck, how do we get a disc tray in here? <laughs> and like, I wonder if PlayStation is going to do the same thing and be like, but then it's like, unfortunately, took a hit. we can, we can fucking make up for it now in marketing and say that we don't have this, even though we kind of thought the same thing. Yeah. But it's like, unfortunately it's like, didn't really hurt them. Yeah, I mean, they still they still outsold Xbox by millions. <laughs> nah, well, not because they nailed the marketing. That that tens that really one tens thing. Millions. I mean, yeah. it's not even close. I mean, PS4 has destroyed the Xbox and in, in selling points, but it Sony is. has always destroyed Microsoft in 
Xbox and all the sellings, you know, like well, there's I not. Think it's, it's super interesting, too, because like Xbox one has outsold Xbox 360 and the yeah. 360 was like an amazing console like that thing sold like fucking hotcakes. Yeah. But then because Microsoft doesn't have that goddamn regional thing that Sony does, there's just no competition. I feel like at a certain point, even though yeah. the PS3 didn't do that great. Yeah, I think it, it did. I think it ended up outselling Xbox at the end of the generation, didn't it? Um, so I can't remember, but I, I felt like because I'm pretty sure 360 outsold PlayStation and it was like the last two or three years of its life cycle. All of a sudden, PlayStation started outselling. And I think it was like the the worldwide market instead of just the North American. All right, let's see here. We got the fact check. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Google. Appreciate you. Shout out to Google if you want to sponsor this podcast. And, uh, <laughs> hit me up at shocks93.gmail.com. So, yeah, it's like they're still selling as good as they've ever have, even with the PlayStation. Like, the PlayStation 4s are still selling. That's they insane. have over 102 million units sold. Holy shit. And the only thing that's outsold it as of right now is the PlayStation 2, which had 150. 150? And it's lifetime. Oh, my God. But, I mean, that was the console. Like, it had no yeah. competition. And it was a DVD player. Like, I think my mom and dad bought one as a DVD player. Yeah, well, it was so powerful beyond its time. Like, it really came out. I mean, what's what was the PlayStation 2's competition? A GameCube? Pretty, yeah, I was going to say, pretty much the GameCube. And then, when did, the, when did the original Xbox launch? How long after the PS2? Because I feel like it almost was in its own little console cycle. All right, so November 5th, 2001 is Xbox. Okay. November 5th, 2001. Uh, March 2000 was PlayStation 2. Okay. So they, so they, they launched they were. a year apart from each other. That's weird. Uh, huh. The first day PlayStation 2 launched, it pulled in $250 million. Oh, my God. First day. The first day? Yes. Jesus. Wow. So, I mean, that's just insane. That really is insane, though. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, it, it was that's the crazy. original powerful console, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was at a time that it was, it played games better than PC could. Yeah. Because PCs didn't have the ability to, I feel like, cool them down good enough. Yeah. Well, I feel like, honestly, the PC gaming market was kind of going out as I was when I was working at GameStop in high school. Like, yeah, I remember our PC section was dwindled, like literally like a little cart. And I think we had one person come in and purchase a PC game. <laughs> I remember the whole market was like as PC games going out the window is this dwindling down. And then Steam relaunched, and then we were like, oh, shit, digital platform is awesome. Yeah. And then PC seemed to like fall in love with digital games right away, and consoles took a lot longer to adopt that model. Like, yeah. I think only recently, I've like within memory, uh, like the last three years, I think I've started to buy games digitally. But before that, I bought everything physical. Yeah, well, yeah, I always was a physical game kind of guy. And then yeah. once I found the the ease of being digital it's like well i don't technically own the game i'm just kind of borrowing it but it's mine yeah but it's well, just so much easier it's just so much easier especially if you're like mid game and you're relaxing on the couch and you're like all right well i want to play this other game i'm just gonna click the home button go swap it out and then play yeah. instead of having to get up off the couch and change the thing and like it's not that big a deal and it's definitely a first world problem but like yeah, that was that ended up being a difference for me, especially because like the worst was when you would sit down, get everything comfortable, everything positioned and realize you had the wrong fucking disc in the trick. Tr tr oh, exactly. Like, God damn it. Now who put this in there or like whatever else? And that was so frustrating. And now you don't have to worry about that with digital. 
Exactly. Well, it's also funny too because like I'm looking on uh, GameStop right now. Yeah. At PlayStation Two games, and it's just so crazy to look and see how expensive they're still selling some of these PlayStation Two games. <laughs> how much? What uh? What ones are you looking at? It's just at all of them. Like pre-owned Jack Two is eight bucks. Which pre-owned? is pre-owned. Well, all of these are going to be pre-owned. So that makes sense. But then there's this other game that I've never played called Hack Quarantine Part Four. <laughs> it's on say it's pre-owned ninety five dollars. What the fuck? So it's obviously a collectible game. What is the name of this hack? Um. Dot hack forward slash four slash quarantine part four. What the hell? GameStop has it on for $95. And it's a five-star rating. Wow. Holy hell. Yeah, this is... And then here's another one from Capcom called Haunting Ground. GameStop has it for $105. Holy shit. Oh my god. If you find if you go to Dot .hack part four quarantine on Amazon, it's $334 plus shipping. So, I mean, it looks like there's some very highly collectible games out there. I need to look at my PlayStation 2 collection. I was going to say. I have this, a shit ton of old games. <laughs> Does this mean we're starting to get into the collectible era now for video games? I think we are for our generation of video games. Wow. I mean, because, like, obviously the old school Nintendo games are up there, but. Yeah. This is awesome. Silent oh. Hill 4, The Room. Like, literally a Silent Hill game is 40 bucks at GameStop. Holy shit, dude. Dragon Ball Z Infinite World, 50 bucks. Whoa. Like a whole uh, bunch of games that are like old school. It's like these games wow. are are pretty expensive for being this old. Ape Escape 3, 18 bucks. Like $18 for Ape Escape? Yeah. That was a good game. Harry wow. Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, 30 bucks. No way, dude. I love that game. <laughs> Like, all these games are just, like, ridiculous. Like, I can't believe they're actually this expensive for PlayStation 2 games. That is awesome. I can't wait until, like, original... I can't wait until, like, 360 games hit, like, a collectible market. Because I've got a literal tub of games in my garage. Oh, yeah. No, I have a ton of games. Like, (laughs) I have a ton of PlayStation 2 games. Dude. I also have a ton of PlayStation 1 games as well. But not See, I don't have any PS1 games. Not any of not any of these games that are like super rare it looks like i think i think my first console was a playstation 2 no i guess my first one was an n64 it went n64 then ps2 then xbox gamecube and so on yeah i got a i got an n64 and then a playstation kind of in the same time era nice dude and then um and then i got upgraded to a playstation 2 which was dope because you could play um you could play PlayStation 1 games on your PlayStation 2. Yeah, I do remember so, that. So you, that. you just needed the memory card, right? Yeah, if you wanted to save game. <laughs> right. I remember when we first got our PS2, we played I forget what the fuck it was, but we played something and we just have to had to keep restarting it because we didn't know about the memory card thing. Oh. <laughs> So we were just like, why the hell is this not saving? So it's literally under retro gaming and oh get my under God. GameStop. Dude, we're getting old. We are. I mean, that's pretty crazy. So uh, a PS2 GameStop premium refurbished is 70 bucks. What? $70. One, it's amazing that they still have a stock of refurbished stuff. Two, holy shit. Yep. And then you get the slim version with four games, it looks like, for $85. Does it tell you what four games or just any of them? So it has a picture, but I don't. I would highly doubt it's these four games. It's Resident Evil 4, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Devil May Cry 3, and God of War. Okay. So, I mean, pretty good games off the bat. I mean, yeah, especially for, like, PS2 stuff. Like, that sounds dope. Yep. for an original PlayStation, like the OG PlayStation. Oh, my gosh. So my my uncle had a PS1 and we would go over to his house to play Tomb Raider. Oh, it was awesome. 
Every time we went over, I was like, "Can I play? Can I play Tomb Raider?" Whenever I fell like down onto the ground and the wolves would attack you, I'd have to ask if there was wolves because they terrified me. Oh God! <laughs> so speaking of Xbox and shit, uh, the whole article from IGN talking about Xbox not competing with Sony or Nintendo. Oh yeah, I saw that. that. Um, that was very interesting, but I mean. They made it pretty clear that they're more interested in the the streaming service than yeah. uh, console wars. It's kind of like what we've been talking on here, you know, like they they are definitely interested in Game Pass. They're interested in streaming like uh, X Cloud and doing that whole thing, playing yeah. kind of anywhere like and then at Game Pass for PC and then the whole play your game anywhere on top of cross platform. Like it definitely seems like they're they're going I mean, unfortunately, I don't think Nintendo's really going to be a competition for either company. Yeah. Well, they've never been. They never have been, but they still make good product. It's just yeah. they're not a main focal competition. Well, I feel like Nintendo has a great little niche market even because like every almost every gamer I know has a game, a console or a PC and a switch. Like, yeah, everyone has a fucking switch, regardless of what platform you have. Yeah, and because like, it's something genius. that. Well, with them, though, it's extra special because you literally cannot get those games anywhere else. Yeah, that's very it's, true. And they don't fucking go down to value. Yeah, and it's like you have to wait like forever for a game yeah. to finally, you know, go on sale with Nintendo for whatever reason. Yeah, that's very true. Like they maintain their like $60 a game for freaking <laughs> ever. I think that's it's so weird because there's like uh, when we had your guys' wedding last year, like we were or, was that fucking yeah, that was last year. Um, like we, well, I wanted to buy Mario Kart, and I was like, "Yeah, I really want to buy this, but it's still fucking fifty dollars." I was like, "Exactly." That's. I, I mean, I just did bucks. that in um, like January, I think. Yeah. Like it finally went on sale, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get it because I don't know if this is ever gonna happen again for a while." <laughs> it's literally like trying to fucking find a Grand Theft Auto game. Like, yeah. Those things never go down either. But it is yeah. interesting, like with Xbox, I like. Because Nintendo has never really been a, been a competitor like we've talked about. But it is interesting to see them coming out and being the same with Sony and saying, yeah. hey, you know, they, they have the exclusives. And even the article, I feel like it was a couple weeks ago, Phil came out and was like, hey, we're not going to have an exclusive for like a year after launch. That's just what it is. And it, it's interesting that that like Xbox is coming out and saying that and they're not afraid of it which obviously yeah. means that they're confident in something. So they're either confident in Game Pass, like what they're making, xCloud, whatever it is. I mean, they're definitely uh, very happy in the direction that they're going, that's for sure. Yeah, and Phil Spencer is the one guy that I would believe to say what he's saying. Like, if you're if you're pretty confident in the fact of Game Pass and everything else and not competing with Sony, mm-hmm. you're the one person that I would be like, okay, yeah, I get you, I get you, Phil. <laughs> even as a pc person well testing pc person it like it, it's interesting and then with nvidia geforce coming out or nvidia geforce now coming out yeah at five dollars a month and pretty much giving the middle finger to google stadia yeah very true like holy shit um so it looks like nintendo's lifetime the switch's lifetime sales are 52.48 million Jesus. So that's still 100 million away from PS2, right? Yeah. That's insane. So, but that that's saying Switch, so I'm not sure if that's including the 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 smaller Switch as well or if that's just the 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 original Switch. How much what was PlayStation 3 at? 100 PlayStation, PlayStation 4, I mean. Um, PlayStation 4. Uh, shit. Where did I find it? A hundred and two million. A hundred and two. Holy shit. Good job, Sony. Um, yeah. What's OK. So what was Xbox one at then? A hundred and two million. Switch is at 50 and I could have swore Xbox one launch. Or... Yeah. 
Like when, how much? How many is it sold at for Xbox? Let's see here. Because I could have swore I saw something about Switch outselling Xbox. Yeah, Xbox One, the original Xbox One, reached almost 46 million units by December 2019. Wow. So, Switch literally has... <laughs> literally yeah, Switch has outsold Xbox. Yeah. Holy shit. Huh. So... That's that. <laughs> so then is Xbox coming out and saying they're not competing with them because they know they're not going to win? <laughs> Maybe, but it's also, I mean, different kind of gaming experience too. So yeah, they're well, probably like, well, we're obviously not going to be able to compete with them and the aspect uh, that you can take your whole console with you separately, but you'll be able to play your games wherever the hell you want. So Right, because Microsoft is in a unique position, like we were talking about earlier with the PCs and stuff. Like everyone has Windows on a PC, so like, why why not appeal to that market too? Like, these are extra people that are buying games on Steam that for ten bucks a month, well, four ninety nine right now, you can get PC Game Pass and then play all these other games that you would wanting to play. Exactly. And now all of a sudden they've got that market, they've got the Xbox market, and they have these this unique position of two successful consoles where they have people to buy games from. Because yep. every, I mean, every gaming console or company makes money from the software, not the hardware, right? So, yeah, fucking hell yeah, huh? Next gen is gonna be interesting to watch. I think it's honestly, I think one of the things I'm interested in or excited about the most is for games not to be exclusive to a console anymore. Like with Death Stranding coming to PC, PlayStation starting to do that. That'd be interesting to see that day finally come because I don't, I don't really know how how that's actually going to work because yeah. i feel like there's just some games that they're just companies aren't going to want to give up yeah why do you so why do you think sony is letting death stranding and uh the other fucking one that i can't think of come to pc uh i wonder if it's just because they're so weird like they don't think a franchise is going to be made on them uh, they're not big enough like God of War, Mike or Spider-Man or Last of Us. Yeah, I think I think the it's going to come down to what they think they can franchise. OK, if they can make a franchise out of it, then I feel like they're going to keep it and make it still stay a PlayStation exclusive. If um, they don't feel like they can really go anywhere else from it, then they I think are going to opt for making it maybe six months to a year exclusive on PlayStation and then be like, okay, well you can have it on PC. We're obviously not going to give it to Xbox, but we'll give it to PC. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, I wonder what platform you're going to have to buy on PC to play. Like, is it going to be Steam or Epic games to play Death Stranding yeah. in those games that they allow? I don't know. That's going to be... be another fucking like Sony PlayStation launcher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's going to be an interesting, uh, I want to see. Uh, so it says right now that you can pre-order Death Stranding on Steam. Okay, so it is going to be Steam. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. So that's especially because gonna... Sony's in that weird situation too, where they're like they're semi-publishers. So the fact that they're not publishing, like they're they've published the game on console, but they're not really publishing it on PC because Steam's oh, here doing that. Epic Games and Steam will both have Death Standing. Okay. I so wonder if there's not. like a unique deal being worked out for those games. Because I think right now it's like 70% goes to the creator and then 30% goes to like Steam or Epic. I wonder. I think the percentages are different on Steam. I think they're lesser. I think it's like uh, 60, 40 or something like that. So it says the summer 2020. Summer 2020. Okay. Uh, have long to go. 60 bucks for both stores. Huh. So we'll see. I don't know. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be real interesting. This article is also from November. So we'll see how long, if that actually stays true by the end of it. Hmm. Or if somehow the they'll strike a deal and then someone will be like, oh, well, we want an exclusive. Yeah. 
Which I feel like this is a good segue into EA raising the prices on Steam only. Yeah, but it was also only overseas. Was it only overseas? Yeah, so it wasn't in the United uh, States. See, I it thought was, it was in the U.S. It was in Europe and all those other countries overseas that they um, were boosting up their prices on old games. That's so weird. So, yeah, it's like, oh, so you're just trying to make an extra buck on stuff that is old? I feel like it's people. I feel like, honestly, it's EA wanting people to buy it through Origin. They're, they're going to go where the, the, the better deal is. And so I feel you, like, think, you think they because they only boosted it on Steam and not yeah. Origin that they they're just like, oh, well, people don't want to buy this game on Steam. But if they yeah. go over to Origin, well, hell, you don't have to pay for any of these games if you have Origin <laughs> Premiere. Yep, I think that's well, exactly what it is. Yeah, I think that's exactly. I think it's literally them being like, hey, like you can still buy this on Steam. We're not being an asshole, but it is cheaper on Origin if you want to like come buy it. dollars a month, so you can yeah. come play all these games basically for free. Yeah. You just got to pay one price of $15 a month. So, Because <laughs> I think, honestly, like, for, especially for the Origin Premiere stuff, like getting more eyeballs to the Origin Premiere and seeing that deal and seeing these games that you're like, all right, well, I mean, 15 bucks a month, I do want to play all of this stuff. I'll just go ahead and pay that. Which, yeah. personally, I don't know why you would do Origin Premiere unless you're trying to get like some really awesome game. But then, like, just buy it because, like, three months after, you're going to be spending the same amount of money and you're going to pay more. But what else with me? <laughs> like, well, see, like, I don't know. I, it's almost like the like f- what we did with Star Wars. It's like I would almost be willing to pay the fifteen dollars for that month, play the game that I know I'm going to play, beat it in that month, and then just cancel my membership. Well, see, and that's exactly my question. For, I think for our first episode of the podcast was, what do you like? What do you think EA's question or answer to that is going to be? Because I feel like they made Origin Premiere as a membership to be like, hey, look at all these games. You can come play these games. These are dope ass games. And then just continue to pay this $15 a month. Are they expecting people to do that? Are they expecting people to jump in, pay $15 to get this one new game? that you otherwise would have paid $60 for and then quit. I'm assuming it. <sighs> Are they hoping? I, that you feel like, yeah, I feel like yes, because I feel like part of it is that. So this is going to sound shitty. I'm not sure how accurate it is, <laughs> but if you do the EA origin premiere, yeah, I'm assuming that that's specifically only helping EA. So if you don't buy the game and you just do the origin premiere, are you helping out the game at all for the developer? Or is yeah. all that money that they're getting as it's a streamer to EA. is going directly to EA? And then the developer just gets a, some random cut of however many people are subscribed. Like, I don't know how that works. Like I don't either. The same thing with Game Pass. Well, so I don't know. understand is it's like a a thing where they see how many people are, are obviously they could see how many people are playing it. I mean, that's no question there, but right. the issue, uh, and it's like, okay, so how many people did a bought the game? How many people are streaming the game basically just through origin premiere. And if they're streaming it, how many people are streaming it? And then is it like Netflix where they get a profit or like YouTube, they get a profit based off of how many people are playing said game like a percentage of the cut kind of thing yeah it's like oh well if we have this many people that sign up for boards and premiere and then we have this many people playing like jedi like star wars then we'll cut you this amount of percentage of that cut i saw the developer of outer worlds talking about not being yeah. a game pass for outer worlds 2 kind of thing i saw that because they're not sure they're not yeah. sure if it helped them or not. Exactly. Which for me, I never would have. I, I don't think I ever would have played Outer Worlds had it not been for Game Pass. Like, yeah, I mean, it's so much easier to click into it and be like, OK, well, I don't want to spend $60, but this exactly. free ass game on Game Pass, I'll just go ahead and play. Yeah, and I, wonder, I, I feel the same way. I don't think I would have played it um, otherwise. Like yeah. it looked cool, but I, I don't know if I would have went out of my way to pay sixty dollars full price for said game yeah especially even after playing it i don't think because it was about 30 hours long 
And I yeah. feel like I even personally... after I beat it, I was like, I wouldn't have paid. I'm glad I didn't pay for this. Like it was yeah. a very good game. Like I was very happy with it. Yeah. But I also was like, I kind of would have been disappointed because of how how quick short it was. It was. Yeah. Like if it was like Fallout, like truly Fallout style, and it was a huge yeah. game, then it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. Exactly. But it's like I went through, I did all the side quests, like I literally did everything, and it wasn't that long of a game. Yeah, and it, it, it's interesting because like I feel for them especially, I feel like Game Pass helped them, but maybe they're not getting a huge cut back from Game Pass, even though they had a bunch of people jump in and play it on Game Pass. Like maybe I, I like I don't know, I don't even it. know how any of that works. But the other side of it too, though, is um, they didn't, they weren't xbox exclusive either like they literally went to every other console oh <laughs> uh, yeah so i guess they might have data from like playstation and being like hey we made more money on playstation even though it wasn't on like a subscription service yeah true but then i guess you have to take into account that more people own playstations so maybe so, more people are buying it on playstation just because there's more people true yeah i don't know it's a very very interesting way of of how it's done and it's just like i don't understand i really i'm really interested i would love to know like the actual business numbers of like how netflix or spotify or game pass or origin premiere like how does that specifically come in a number of streams i feel like it has to they have the numbers because they obviously like whenever like the witcher came out they said oh this many people have made it the most watched show since like stranger things exactly so then and i think it even made out and i think it even beat out stranger things huh. as like the most watched show so it's like they obviously are seeing like okay this show has been watched in over 80 90 million households right so it's like i don't understand i know like because heather's a huge fan of taylor swift and i know taylor swift had had like a whole issue with um with spotify and yeah. I wonder, I, I should go back and read like what her things were with that. Cause like if they were underpaying her or if it was like, she didn't feel like she was getting as much money as like just sales for her record or what it was. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm really interested. Cause I think on it for me, like as a gamer game pass is awesome, but if it doesn't do the developer, well, I feel kind of shitty playing it through game pass. Then. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting just because it's like it gets you out there, but it's like, does it actually make you money or is it just I don't know. Yeah, very, very interested. I would love to know more. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like those kind of numbers, it's going to be very hard to try to find people to openly tell, say how much <laughs> talk about that people are getting for it because you know they probably a don't want to ruin whatever chances they have of getting um picked up by game pass or anything like that but right because i do feel like for smaller games like uh bomber crew is one that my little brother like adam is playing a ton and he loves it and i've never heard of it and i've not really seen much but going on game pass it has a lot of different reviews and like they're good reviews and people have been playing the shit out of it and it's like I feel like that game or for that game, Game Pass helped. But I wonder for bigger games like game, like Outer Worlds and stuff, if it really is helping as much as they would hope. Like I, I feel like it's good for smaller games, but maybe not bigger games. I don't know. I want bigger games, though, because exclusives are awesome. Yeah, I do. Love and having State of, State of Decay and Gears of War and Halo and all that coming to Game Pass. Pretty excited about that. So I'm now this is coming from Reddit. So we'll see. I don't know how, <laughs> how what's the username. Uh, this is actually under the Xbox one thread. So someone is actually talking about um, how much, how do game pass games make any kind of money? Okay. Um, so it says that Microsoft pays them. They don't make any of that info public and it all depends on how big the game is. Um, they either get a large chunk at once, it says, or they get a pennies on a dollar for every download or whatever goal is met. Interesting. And then I guess there's also exposure. Um, basically how much people push it up on the chart on Game Pass. 
um, then people can see you playing the game. Um, you get video, like creators making game videos on said game, I guess, is something that they look at. Oh, but the so other treating over almost like advertising, then, too. Yes, but I think this is the big one right here is that I feel like games are going to start coming out with more microtransactions because those actually um, go more towards the developer than Microsoft. Uh, and I wonder, like, because like EA posted the whole big profit thing with with uh, DLC and microtransaction stuff. Yeah, I wonder if Game Pass games then make the most of their money on that, too. I wonder that would make sense then because Outer Worlds had no microtransaction. It was exactly. purely single player experience. Yep. Huh. So that'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I just like, I like, I want to know because it's like, I like to help out the developers to help them make good games, but it's Absolutely. like, I also like to not break my bank account. <laughs> exactly. Like, I want a balance of getting a good deal and. It's like buying organic at the market or whatever. And you're like, all right, well, an extra dollar isn't going to break my bank, but it helps like this farmer out that's doing this whatever. And I believe in organic and all that good shit. Yeah. And then like, like for video games, I want to do a similar thing, but I don't want to fucking like, I wish, I don't know. I feel like Epic Games tried to do that, like the storefront, because they had the whole developer cut be bigger on Epic Games. And then they would also give you a bonus of like, here's a lump sum of money to come to Epic store game for exclusivity purposes. And then you're also going to get a bigger cut when people buy the game from us. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like Epic tried to do that, but then the PC market kind of just shat on them because it wasn't steam. Well, and that's the issue is that it's hard. I feel like to be a all game place. Yeah. If you're not steam. 100%. Steam has had, 100% control of the marketplace for how long now? <laughs> yeah, for forever. And it's, I feel like it's kind of that point where it's, it's, unless you're launching like your own service for your own games, it's like, I feel like it's hard to really compete with them. 100%. Now, the thing that I do appreciate about Epic Games is their, um, like, free games. Yeah. The free games are awesome and they're yeah. good. Yeah. So if like Steam could do that, then that would be even real dope. Like actual good games, not just like, oh, this game was shitty, so we're just going to put it free. <laughs> yeah, well, because like Xbox Games for Gold does that, and most yeah. of their games are pretty crap. Yeah. And it's like this month, Sony, the Bioshock collection is on. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, it's like, okay, one of the best games ever made. <laughs> yeah, let me go pick that up real fast. Yeah. Well, dope. Interesting. Got, got anything else to add to that? Uh, no, it's just going to be interesting to see where things go. Hell yeah, it is. So as a sign off, uh, I figured we could go into instead of what are we playing? What are we looking forward to? For me, it's cyberpunk. I just I'm not going to be that for the rest of the year because I can't wait for fucking cyberpunk. Uh, I can't wait for Animal Crossing Horizon because I really want to play that with the wife. I want to get that switch for her and then spend the weekend just doing that. Clone Wars Season 7, is it? Yes. I think it's coming back. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Pretty soon now, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, it's not too far away, I believe. Fucking. And then Mandalorian returning in October. Holy shit. I'm so excited. After yeah. Season 1, I wasn't super into it in the middle. Like the first episode was dope. Second episode was pretty cool. Third episode was dope. Okay, in the middle, and then the last two got me again, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm in." Yeah. So I'm real excited for that. Yes, I can't wait for it to come out. It was such it was such a good show. I'm also sad though that we have to wait so long for Witcher season two. Oh my god, it's Witcher season two! I was just watching it again last night, hanging out with my mom. And <laughs> I was like. Here's my. I was like, Mom, this is Witcher. It's a real dope show. This guy's a monster hunter. He's Geralt. He's hot. This is uh, this is <laughs> one of my favorite things. And then we were watching it, and it got to like episode four, and I was like, Damn, this is a good show. It is. <laughs> good. It's fucking real good. And here in Cavill just nails Geralt. Mm. But yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to for the year. We looking forward to. I guess playing more Apex right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, I mean, other than waiting for. 
Cyberpunk to come out. I mean, I've been kind of going back and forth between Apex and Witcher since, you know, <laughs> first ever run through Witcher. So, yeah. Are you playing Witcher on your TV or are you playing that on the laptop in the living room? I'm playing on the laptop in the living room. Oh, Godspeeds there. Yes. So it's <laughs> it's fun. Like, I enjoy it. Um, it's definitely uh, different. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, there's so much yeah. <laughs> to do. It. It's just like, I don't know what to do again. Yeah. I, I So for me, going back and playing through it, because I, I haven't played it since it released. And Witcher 3 was like one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. Going back and playing through it, it's definitely a shock from the past kind of thing. Yeah. Because when I played it originally, the combat was hard as hell. And now it's like, oh, yeah, no, just attack, attack, dodge, and then attack again. Right. And them. Like, you got no problem. Basically, p- playing, um, <laughs> playing, um, oh, shit, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Made me better at that game because <laughs> you learned how in that game how to dodge everything. Yeah, we'll just be patient. And I think that's yeah. one of the big ones. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you don't just need to stay here and get demolished by this monster. It's like, oh, yes. just stay here, attack, attack, maybe throw in a heavy attack and then dodge. Yep, and then you're good. Or throw you down gotta... your runes and slow them down and then... Yep, or Quinn, just put your fucking shield on and you're good to go. Yeah, it's like, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Or just confuse them for two seconds to get yeah. heavy attacks and then it's like, <laughs> Hell okay, yeah. attack, attack, attack. Okay, jump back. <laughs> it is it is interesting like playing back through it now because like the water portions, like when you have to get on the boat and sail, so fucking slow. But at the time it was like, holy shit, this is awesome. I'm on a um, but yeah, like yeah. swimming is awful. It's just oh, like uh, it's so, so, so bad. Oh. And then they I get into small rooms or small situations and it's like, all right, if I can turn around and examine this thing, and then you have to like walk away and then turn around and then get back into the thing. And it's (laughs) like, God damn it. But at the time it was amazing. But going back fucking five years later, it, uh, makes it. it, Yeah. It's, it's old. It's definitely an old game. (laughs) It's still fun though. Like, yeah, the story is honestly what gets me still like to this day. I think that's like the talking to people and then the story and cinematics and shit. Like, I love it. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because Nick gifted me on Steam like the original one. It's like I don't really know if I want to go back and play it because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm dude. Like, uh, well, I see how Witcher Three is, and it's like, do I really want to go back and play yeah. the OG Witcher? Like, because I feel like that's just gonna be worst. <laughs> so I've played, I've played two and three. I've beaten two and three, and yeah. I have played one. I have never been able to beat one, and I've tried it. I've tried to start it like four times now. And that's been since like 2008 and I just can't get past like 10 hours. Oh God. It is, it is, it is definitely an old game. Like it was cool at the time, but holy shit, it's, it's old. Yeah. Well, cause the one he got me was, or he gifted me was the enhanced version. Uh, okay. Yeah. Which I'm sure is not going to really help me out too much. <laughs> it's still going to look like a fucking 2000s game. Yeah. It's going to look awful, but <laughs> I would love for you to play it, though, just to see what your thoughts are. (laughs) I just know just it's not going to be good. (laughs) Oh, dude, that'd be the best. All right, cool. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, No, I think I'm pretty good. I think covered all topics. Dope ass. Uh, Yeah. Thanks for hanging out, dude. Uh, Thank you guys for hanging out. We'll catch you what next week for episode five. Yeah. See what happens through the week. And uh, we'll talk about that shit. Peace out for now, everybody. See you guys.